Hey, sweet listeners, you've tuned into the NetSuite Podcast, and I'm Ian McHugh, one of the hosts of this podcast and a senior content marketing manager at NetSuite. Today, guest host Mike Stiles is once again taking the mic, chatting with FirstLine Technology President and CEO Amit Kapoor and Director of Operations Laura Schwartzkoff. FirstLine Technology makes several products for the military and other first responders. Those include cooling vests, decontamination equipment, and kits to convert buses into large ambulances. The business strives to make the jobs of first responders safer and easier. Amit paints the before picture of FirstLine's tech stack, which included separate systems for financials, CRM, and manufacturing. He touches on some of the key challenges that set up posed and why it led the company to look for a better solution. He then explains why NetSuite was ultimately a better choice for FirstLine than Microsoft Business Central. Amit and Laura walk through how they use NetSuite ERP to handle everything from lead capture through order fulfillment. They touch on how additional NetSuite services have helped them get the most out of the system. Amit goes on to detail the tangible gains they've seen with NetSuite, like big boosts to gross profit and book sales. He also explains how the software has saved his staff time and helped them provide a better customer experience. All of that and more is coming up next. Just one more thing. Note that the guests were at home during this recording, so we apologize for any background noise. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. So to kick it off, who does FirstLine Technology serve and what does it provide? How, do you, how would you summarize that? So our customers are in the uh, federal government to Homeland Security, Department of Defense, you know, anybody who serves, um, yeah, I, you know, I classify them as first responders or, you know, first receivers. It's the folks who are running into the fire or running towards a gunfight. You know, we serve them with our products and we manufacture products to keep them safe. And what are some examples of those products? So I'm going, I, I'll, I'll talk through it. Our website speaks more justice than I can speak in words because it's a little complicated of a product, but I'll try my best here. We have uh, four different product lines, product or service lines. Um, one of the product lines is a cooling technology. It's a cooling vest and a cooling system that allows you to stay safe from heat stress environments. So I don't know where you guys are located, but it's hot out there. And so as these guys are training, you know, there might be a, a soldier who's training or a firefighter's training or in their mission just to keep them cooler and, and safer while they're in their operational environment. The, another product line we have is um, our Ambubus. So after Katrina, after Hurricane Katrina, one of the major issues for evacuation was there's not enough ambulances available in, in this country or even in this world uh, to do a proper evacuation. So we designed and invented a product that allows you to take a school bus or we call it a vehicle of opportunity. It could be a metro bus or any kind of vehicle on the ground and convert it into a mass casualty ambulance. So, you know, ambulances right now carry one or two patients. That's very, you know, for a mass casualty or a, for a large exercise, that's very difficult to move a, you know, a thousand people. We created the system so you can actually move 12, 18 patients at a time. And it's a conversion kit. So it's structural steel goes right into it as a framework. 
and we manufacture that. The third product line, probably most relevant to today, we make decontamination. Uh, that's, that's a product that cleans up chemical and biological threats. So biological threats, everybody, I, I, I hope everybody knows what COVID is and is, you know, has to have, you know, <laughs> like COVID is just an example, but there's like Ebola, uh, there's t- today's monkeypox and tomorrow's, I don't know, turkey pox. I don't know what else can come after. Right. right. So these threats that are out there. Um, we make the actual chemistry um, that you would use to decontaminate. So call it disinfection, call it removal, whatever you're going to be doing to clean that environment. Um, and then we have a couple other products as well that go along for, you know, wet decontamination to dry decontamination. Now, all these three product lines I talked about, the way that we educate our customers is through training. And so the training portion, we call it, you know, first line utilization academy. That's our fourth kind of division that allows us to train across those three product lines to ensure that customers know how to use the product when they're in this uh, environment. Clearly, it's important stuff you're doing and important products you're offering that protect people doing really important work. So the question becomes, what can come along that would help you provide all that more efficiently? What were you doing before NetSuite entered the picture? Kind of like what tools were you using to accomplish what NetSuite is now handling for you? Oof, okay, it was a giant mess. So prior to NetSuite, uh, we were using, you know, we, we've been in business for almost 18, 19 years. So we've gone through systems of systems of systems and integrations. So before, right before NetSuite, we had um, for our general ledger, our invoicing, we had QuickBooks. Um, that was like our financial backbone system. And that plugged into that, we had a customer relation management system. We used Microsoft Dynamics. And on Dynamics, you'd have you know multiple layers of plugins and softwares. You'd have like for marketing, click dimensions. You'd have uh, for, for our manufacturing side, we would then have a system called Mysis. It's a Mysis is M-I-S-Y-S. It's a system that's uh, your MRP. So your bills and materials, your product manufacturing, your inventory management, costing, you know, you can do average costing for, for items and, and your bomb management. So um, managing the product, you know, how it's made, what goes into it um, and the work orders and the process. So those are the three major, and we had a bunch of plugins that kind of linked in together. And that's what we were doing up to the integration to NetSuite. And that's not uncommon, right? You start a business, you pull together the tools you need to get things done at that time. But at some point, there was a pain point that came along that led you to explore solutions that made more sense for you. What was that breaking point? I remember this quite vividly. I mean, it was me and Laura sitting in her office and we were whiteboarding out um, and it was truly a data syncing issue, right? So you have a multitude of systems and to connect things together, you're using a hodgepodge of uh, plugins, right? You're using like third-party data sync-ups and things are supposed to talk to each other. So you might have inventory numbers that are supposed to sync across addresses, especially when an order gets put in, when an order gets put, put into like, you know, a, a dynamic CRM, right? And then that has to get pushed to QuickBooks and QuickBooks has to sync to uh, Mysis and then vice versa, you triple back and 
it was truly the data wasn't syncing. So, and it was just in, incompatibility of data sets. So say an address field had 40 characters and, and one allowed the limitation to be a 40, but the other one did, had a limitation of 60. It was, it was just different limitations and then address fields. And I'm just giving you one pain point, but it was us sitting through a transaction uh, in Laura's office and whiteboarding out and when I described to her all the ways that data could quote unquote mess up where you could have an issue and reliance on humans to then go and make those corrections, it just wasn't one system. It wasn't one clean system. One addition to that was um, with the way our old systems were set up, like Amit said, you know, we had three or four main systems and then plugins and stuff for each of those. But basically systematically, like within the softwares for us to do our order fulfillment process, it took 32 minutes just in the system to open it, you know, ship it, fulfill it and all those things. In NetSuite, it's less than four minutes. So that's been a huge metric for us. How did six out of the top seven best performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code. Adopting new tech is a pretty significant turning point in a company's life. So when you're shopping for new solutions, you came to the conclusion NetSuite was able to deliver what you were looking to get. And once all that was decided, how was the implementation experience? We actually went through uh, an evaluation of uh, Microsoft, and I forget this, Business Central, right? So we were like in a Microsoft bubble. So we were thinking about, right? And we had a, we, we were actually down the road of getting a quotation for an implementation specialist working on that and the implementation. And cost for cost, it was pretty much equivalent. It was just technology. And what happened when the demonstration for NetSuite with us, you know, was the implementation process was going to be all within the NetSuite bubble and where the expertise from, I guess, I guess Oracle or the NetSuite side, they, they had the expertise on, on the limitations of where we should customize to where we should not customize. And it's that business process understanding you know, sometimes when we look at systems, we over-customize it ourselves to create our own chaos. And when the implementation process was given to us and told to us and was said, you don't have to implement through customizations to, to an extent, you can use this off the shelf. And that was truly something that was very interesting to us. And like, you know, we could change our business process a bit to adapt to what the implementation needs to happen. And through the implementation process, it was a good process. I mean, it could have been shorter, could have been, it could have been less painful, yeah, but I don't think that painful portion was, I think it was taking 18 years off the data, it's taking you know, a lot of information. And I think we underestimated the amount of resources FirstLine needed to commit to it versus how much NetSuite's committed to it. And you know, it was just that process there. That's pretty interesting because a lot of vendors will go out talking about the levels of customization and personalization. And yeah, NetSuite can do that, but maybe it's better if the product works right out of the box, at least for the most part. That way the burden on the customer becomes not quite as heavy. It sounds like that's kind of what you experienced. Yeah, I mean, I think where we got into this dynamics, Microsoft Dynamics, right? Okay, I mean, their system was 
it was great. I, mean, I can't say it was not. Uh, it worked really well. I think what happened with that system and why Business Central was kind of off our plate was we were really working on, wow, we can customize this to our business, right? And the NetSuite conversation was more, hey, here's some business processes, right? You, I know, the processes are like lead to this or, or there's, there's these systems that are built in. It's like, do you follow these processes? You know, overall, yes. Well, you might need to adapt your business process to meet how NetSuite does it. And it's all in one system, right? At the end of the day. So just from the demonstrations of the implementation process and everything else, this was something that was very appetizing to us because we were like, yeah, let's stop customizing. That just causes chaos. If NetSuite's been doing this across with a lot of different customers, it must work. (laughs) Right. So I want to step through the solutions you licensed and either of you can just kind of give your quick thoughts on it, how you're using it, whether it's delivering, that kind of thing. Starting off, of course, with the ERP. So we use it heavily and it's because we do all of our order management. We do from like lead capturing all the way through order fulfillment, right? So inventory management in that system. So it's been outstanding in terms of having everything in one place. So all the data is real time and it's you know, all in one system. And so it's used because our sales team has access to inventory levels in real time and they understand what's available. And if product changes need to happen from the production side or modifications in terms of we don't sell this anymore, it's it's all in one. You're not having to worry about conflicting information in multiple systems. I think the visibility into the information and the data and also just being able to support our own departments better. You know, it's um, the automatic updates in NetSuite are so helpful for us. You know, you got the when the order goes in as pending fulfillment, the warehouse is notified as soon as the warehouse ships it, finance is notified to bill it like it's just very seamless and we're just not used to that level of visibility. I mean, we can drill into orders that shipped six months ago and figure out, you know, how, how were they assembled, who assembled them and all of that. So I think just the visibility into everything helps us um, support our customers when they have questions about anything. You know, like Amit said, they're, they're using our products on their worst days. And so we just need everything to work all the time. So it's a lot of pressure on our quality system, but just having that visibility and the traceability is helpful for us. You talked a little bit about the interaction with the NetSuite team, but there's also the products of advanced customer support and learning cloud support. You guys are using those as well, right? Uh, So I'll start with ACS. I mean, I could not find a better team for customer support to work with um, across all um, different products we work with, you know, IT wise. They, you know, what's really great about the ACS side is like they've been able to bring in experts on their side to fix issues quickly. And I would say use the time that we have paid for in the most valuable way. So some of the activities are, you know, bringing traceability to approval processes, meaning how do sales orders get approved? How do, you know, bill process work and, and really taking you know, I could customize the system again. Like I go back to the customization. We can, we can customize everything all day long. They really take a different approach where they look at things of how can things be streamlined without customization? And maybe it's a training issue. Maybe it's a education value. It's back to us. And that's been what's excellent in terms of providing that support. I don't know, Laura, you have anything else you wanted to add on that or? 
No, I think it's great. Um, and what you covered earlier is just helpful for us in their recommendations that would say, you know, we asked for one specific thing from ACS and they wrote back and said, you know, hey, we'd be happy to do that for you, but it's just not a great business practice for you to allow this in your system. So then it made us go back and revisit our own business process to say, okay, well, you know, why do we have it this way? Is that something that we should keep doing? So um, we just very much appreciate the expertise. And, you know, they first explained to us that, 80% of NetSuite is standard. You know, you can customize the 20% that is different for your company, but most, you know, companies it's it's that 80%. And that's what we were looking for. Like Amit said, you know, we we have our way of doing things, but we also had a lot of systems we were working between. So with it going down to one system, we were able just to streamline a lot, but but we appreciate the expertise of, of the NetSuite engineers, specifically ACS, um, to be able to just make re- recommendations to us. And then what about Learning Cloud? So Learning Cloud's been great. We haven't we haven't taken full advantage of this yet, uh, fully. But um, on I would say on the leadership side, it's given the ability for us to refresh us on the larger concepts within NetSuite. So you know we can go into Suite Answers, we can go into like a lot of these different areas to um, understand NetSuite. But sometimes it takes a step back to go like, okay, what was that initial training like? What was that baseline that we need to have a full understanding of? And that's what LCS provides us on the leadership side. So we're working on a trickle-down effect to have it go across the entire company. So the business you founded, it's obviously a success. It's grown and growing, but people rarely start businesses just to have something to do. How has NetSuite's benefits empowered not just the business, but your personal mission and contribution that you're trying to make? So, you know, it, it very much comes down to um, having a pulse across the entire company. Our, our business is truly built on solving these complex problems for our end customers. So if we add complexity internally by having systems that don't function, don't work, and, and it, we're just adding an internal blockade to serve our customers. So having this NetSuite system to have clarity, you know, I think that's what I think that's simply what's been able to provide us is a lot more detail and clarity into profitability of products. Um, give us more real time analysis. So we're not waiting for data sets to sync. It's it's real time. I can see gross profit on a morning basis. I can have better pulse in the company. Um, I can see what inventory levels we have. So just in terms of like our internal leadership communication has improved a lot because we have better data on our fingertips. Actually, that's what I think that's overall what NetSuite's been able to provide us um, right off the bat. Okay. And with that found efficiency and optimized operation, what is first line technology going to pursue and achieve next? (laughs) A lot. So strategically, uh, Laura, I don't know if you, you want to jump in on this and speak to it a bit. Oh no, I was going to make a joke and say, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll drop Laura off this call so I don't scare her. Um, So, I mean, honestly, I think NetSuite's enabled us to get to the next level of steps to make a true strategic vision for what the future should be. So looking at a true three-year, five-year, 10-year plan and building these KPIs and monitoring uh, discussions that we can put together. We're, we're actually working on an implementation of a, it's called EOS, you know, Entrepreneur Operating System. And when you look at data and you look at information to give you a true pulse 
of what's happening, not only on a top level, but you know, within the ground level of the company, we really couldn't do that before, right? So I, I could set a vision forward for like five years from now where we want to be, be it like five times with the revenue where we're going to be right now, increase gross profit, increase profitability and all this and streamline products. But I was not, I would not be able to implement that without causing a major burden within the company. I think having NetSuite in place allows us to do that. And where we're going to go, it's interesting. We're actually allowing, NetSuite's allowed us to contract the company in terms of what we're going to be executing on for us to focus on our highest profitable products to get that out the door in the most efficient, effective way. I think that's where we're going to go into the future. So I think it's just us refining and making our current products even better than where they are today and just accelerating that and, and, and making that work even better for us. We've well, communicated all the benefits that have come out of using the NetSuite tools and the syncing of data, being able to use data more effectively, the insight, visibility, the transparency you have into the business that lets you do other things. But if I was talking to a numbers wonk, how would you quantify that or would you not be able to quantify the results until until a year from now or your five-year plan that you were talking about? No, I've seen it now. I mean, before I was running at like a gross profit on our product. I, I, I was running at like a 40, you know, 37, 40% gross profit. That's now increased. We're running right now at a 55 to 60 and we're increasing. And that's, that's an improvement that I can reinvest into the company. Uh, additionally, we're seeing the dollar value of sales increase in terms of, you know, it's given a good, great visibility to my sales team to make bigger sales. So, because they can see a lot more of the products and see a lot more of what we have in stock, you know, a lot of times when our customers are calling us at the last minute. And so if our, my sales team doesn't see what they, they're, that's actually what's available in stock, they can't sell it for that time. So we're seeing orders shipped out faster. We're seeing orders, larger order dollars shipped out. So we're seeing revenue numbers increase, booked sales increase. And by percentages, we're talking 10% increases all the way up to 100% increase in efficiencies in certain areas in terms of sales captures and in product out the door. I think one of the key efficiency numbers, and I think Laura alluded to this previously, I would say the time is a big value to us as well internally in the organization. And one of the key metrics we look for is how long does it take us to you know, fulfill an order once it's in the system? And it was previously in our systems was taking 32 minutes, right? I think she talked about the 32 minutes, ridiculous, half an hour to fulfill an item from making labels and work, you know, for all this stuff, not physically building it. I'm just talking about just data entry and copy and paste, blah, blah, blah. It now takes less than four minutes. That time saving just means that we can push more orders out the door and mean more revenue in the door. 32 to four that's an amazing savings. And it's that efficiency is just increasing as we get better trained and better educated on the system as we use it more. Well, we really appreciate both of you taking the time to talk to us about your experience with NetSuite and being so candid. If you're not careful, you might wind up in our regular rotation of guests. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Such an interesting conversation there with Mike. 
Those numbers Amit shared truly demonstrate how much of an impact the right backend technology can have on your business. Cutting order fulfillment time by 85% and increasing gross profit by double digits are the type of improvements that have a positive domino effect across your organization. It really opens up all kinds of new possibilities. Thanks so much to Amit and Laura for joining us on this episode of the podcast. I also want to extend another thank you to our editing crew over at Lampstand and, as always, all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.